From down under to down south, follow the adventures of an Australian family who packed up and moved to the other side of the world to follow a dream of making a life in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Ozzy Mike, and together with Bicky, Bowie, and Bree Bree, we will share our daily craziness in an attempt to warn you or inspire you to make this transcontinental move. A big g'day and welcome. This is Aussie Mike in the chair and welcoming you to episode two of From Down Under to Down South. Today we're going to have a look at things to pack or things not to pack when you make that big move from one side of the world to the other. Having a look at the logistics of making that move and we'll give you uh, the top five things maybe that you shouldn't do when checking off your list prior to leaving your home country. It's been a beautiful fall day here in Nashville today and Bicky has taken Bowie and Bree off to the park to go and get some sun before it starts to get a little bit too cold over here. I've spent the morning watching Australia lose at the Rugby World Cup to Fiji in a big, big upset. I do have to admit though that I was kind of cheering for the underdog anyway. I actually spent a year in Fiji and worked over there and it has a really special place in my heart as well. So we're going to talk about the logistics of moving from one side of the world to the other and really how do you decide on where it is that you're going to live. Now for Bicky and myself, we'd been to Nashville for 10 to a dozen times and it was the part of the US where... I really felt most at home. We felt that we had friends here or maybe a slight support base and we knew the city really well. We bought a house here back in 2009 when the housing market crashed. So it had been a place that we'd come to know and come to really enjoy. But on that last trip that we came to the US before we decided on making that move, we also went to Savannah, Georgia. And Savannah is a city that's on the coast. It's got that beach feel to it as well. And it had been an area that we'd visited a couple of times previously and really, really enjoyed spending time in that city. So on that last trip, just to decide where it was that we were going to live, we also went to Savannah and we had Bowie with us as well. She was uh, you know, around two years old and uh, not the world's best traveler, but she she was doing okay. So anyway, we're in Savannah and we're walking around and we're looking at the parks and you know, Forrest Gump was actually filled in Savannah as well of all, of all places. But um, we were followed around a lot by people begging for money and had found that since we'd been to Savannah a couple of years previously, it had really changed. And I guess that's, that's what turned us off and and uh, really pushed us then to make that decision on Nashville instead. So the decision was made. Nashville was going to become our home if we made that final move across here. We actually found a house. We made an offer on the house and decided to buy it. In retrospect, that was mistake number one. And really some good advice I would give is no matter how well you think you know a city until you actually live in it, you don't know it as well as what you think you do. And in retrospect, I think if we could go back, we would rent. We would find out really where it was that we wanted to be. So the house that we bought was in what's called a HOA or a uh, community neighborhood. So HOA is basically a, it's like a strata back home and they dictate really how it is that you have your property. Now the neighborhood that we are in, our HOA does not permit you to be parked on the street after 10 p.m. at night up until 5 a.m. in the morning. And if you're found to be parked on the street, the police can be called and they'll come and give you a ticket. One of the other things that you can't do here is you're not meant to leave your rubbish bin within plain sight of the road. Once again, you'll get a $50 fine if you leave it out. And the other one that was interesting one for us was that you cannot hang your washing outside. So, you know, every home back home in Australia has a hills hoist or a clothesline. That behavior is frowned upon in the US and in our neighborhood or our HOA. Once again, you'll receive a fine if you hang your washing outside. Now, what this means is that every house has both a washing machine and a dryer. And typically, they're called a side-by-side. And when you buy a house or when you rent a house, the landlord has to provide the washer and the dryer. 
Now, the house that we bought here in Nashville as well, it came with the washing machine and the dryer already set up. Likewise, it also came with its own refrigerator and freezer. It's fairly common when you buy a house to have these sort of things already set up there for you. So there's no need to bring any white goods when you're moving from Australia over here. Of course, the other thing to keep in mind as well is that we are on a different electrical current than what Australia is. Our electrical plugs are different. You can buy adapters, but a lot of things will not work. I know one of the things that we found was one of Bicky's hair dryers. Now, it does not work even if we use an American adapter for the Australian points. My advice really would be to leave anything electrical back at home, apart from your maybe your laptops. Uh, I think the PlayStation from Australia, it still worked here as well, but very few electrical things will work. The other thing that I would point out is that the cost to buy things is a lot cheaper than what it is to bring things over yourself. Now, we packed a 20-foot container and we had it shipped from Canberra to Nashville. It took three months. Uh, the good thing about it was that you could actually follow it online and we could see, you know, that container went to New Zealand and I think it was in Tahiti and it went to Colombia and all things and then went up to New York and then they put it on a train and then they put it on a truck and then eventually three months later, we had it here in Nashville. But during those three months, you have to live. You need to have furniture. You need to have a bed. So really, there's not a lot of point in bringing beds and bringing, you know, you can buy all of that here. You can buy it a lot cheaper, save the money that you're spending on the shipping and you've got new furniture as well. I mean, sell the stuff back home in Australia. This is really what we should have done in hindsight. Sell back home, buy new over here and not bring anywhere near as much stuff as what we did. It was a waste of money and a waste of time. I know I still have boxes five years later that are out in the garage that have not been unpacked. You know, they, they still have the shipping labels on them and I've got no idea what's in them. We found it incredibly challenging setting up a new life in a new country with a two-year-old. Now, Bowie, it was really hard on her in adjusting to the time difference to start with. You know, there is a 15, 16 hour time difference. We're on a different day. It's, it's day here when it's night back home. That took her a long time to get used to, to start with. And kids hate shopping. You know, who, who wants to go and look at beds? Who wants to go and look at couches and TVs and things like that? She wants to go out and play. So you need to try and have a backup plan where that's concerned. Either have somebody there and able to help you, maybe find some care. It made us make a lot of mistakes by just rushing to try and keep her happy and to try and get out of the store when she was having a meltdown. I don't remember when we first moved here, and I think you're making this up, Dad. My advice is to always make your kids feel really, really happy. And if they are bored, let them play with a toy or eat ice cream. Incredibly wise words from Bowie, who is now seven years old and obviously knows a lot more than what I do. Well, I am an Aussie dad. My next tip on that transition is to be prepared and do your research. It's something that I don't think we did well enough when it came to buying furniture, but also to buying vehicles. Buying a vehicle in the US was a lot different to what I've ever bought a vehicle before, and I've bought plenty of them. Companies called CarMax and Carvana, and these are companies which you basically go and shop online. You look on their website, first of all, you see what they have. They're also national companies, so with CarMax, if they have a vehicle in, say, Kentucky or Georgia, you can pay to have it shipped for a few to $100 to your nearest store. You can go in, you can check it out, take it for a test drive. If you like it, you buy it. If you don't, you don't. Uh, any vehicles that are actually in the state, so for us in Tennessee, they can transfer to you at no charge. We didn't do that. We did it the Australian way, I guess. I, I looked at listings, I went around to dealerships and settled far too quickly on a vehicle that we ended up selling probably a year later anyway because we weren't happy with it. There's also no used car warranties and they have stickers and signage and when you sign to purchase the vehicle, you're actually signing to say also that you're buying it as is and that they won't be held responsible for anything that goes wrong with it. 
So when we made the move over here, I took a 12-month sabbatical from my job with an international bank. I guess I did that partly to give myself an insurance policy so that if I didn't things didn't work out, I could go back home and go back into that job. Thinking about it in hindsight, I guess I always knew that we were going to stay, but it was something that made me feel a little bit better at the time. So if you do have that option, look to see if you can take a sabbatical or take extended leave. It was near on impossible for me to find work before I arrived in the US. So I came over here knowing that if we wanted to stay, I would have to go and find a job. If you have got connections in place with companies, now I I had the option to stay with the company that I was working for, but it would have meant living in California. And that was just something that I didn't want to do at the time. Again, in hindsight, I think I would have been much better off staying with them, living in California and experiencing life over there on the West Coast of the US, which is slightly closer to Australia, um, albeit it's more expensive over there. It would have meant continuing with that same employer, which would have then alleviated the next round of issues which was trying to find health insurance. When we first moved to the US, we were paying $1,500 a month for health insurance. We got that through the marketplace, through a thing called Obamacare, and it was the only choice that was available to us. We needed it because we had to have insurance in order to obviously cover us for the birth of the baby. We're going to delve into the uh, carousel of health insurance in the US on some later episodes, but just needless to say, something definitely that you need to be aware of. So, Bowie, I want to bring you in just to tell me your top five lessons from today's episode. Here are my top five things to remember. Number one, do your research. Number two, you don't need all that. Number three, try before you buy. Number four, be sensible about where you live. And finally, number five, don't overcommit to where you are. Some very wise words there, Bowie, again. And uh, thank you for joining me today. So we're going to say goodbye for now. Thanks for joining us on another episode. And it's going to be bye from Bowie. Bye, y'all. And it's going to be bye from me as well. Stay safe, y'all.